This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What's happening, you guys? Welcome back to a Tuesday tune-up on the Let's Go Win Podcast. We're going to be here today, as always, helping you be happy, healthy, wealthy. And one of the big things is the word trust. It might be the most important word in your relationships, in your business. And we have an expert today that's going to talk about this with us, and we're very blessed. Natalie Oldfield is the author of The Power of Trust, How Top Companies Build, Manage, and Protect It, and President of Success Through Trust. She's a top thought leader in trust, recognized globally for her work. She's also become a prominent figure in Canada's business scene, dedicated to helping leaders foster trust for trust for company growth. Her expertise is backed by a decade of research and training programs. Natalie is a frequent podcast guest, Forbes contributor, and featured in Economist Impact. Natalie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Great. Great to be here, JM. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and start with why trust? How did you get drawn to it? I meant what I said. It's probably, and maybe not even probably, it's the most important thing in a relationship in yeah. my opinion. And yet we're not that good at creating and, and keeping it. So how did you get into this work and, and how has it so become such an important thing in your life? Great question. Uh, I agree with you, which is probably why I'm with you today, JM. It is the most important thing. And I got into this because after about 25 years of working in the IT industry, I was asked to take over the position of sales and being responsible for customer growth. And I really didn't want to do that, but I agreed to it. And at the time, then the market crashed and we had uh, a very different environment in 2008 in the US and Canada and really all around the world. And so I looked to people who did a great job with sales and customer relationships and asked them like, how do you do this? Because I wanted to be successful in my job. And they said, look, you just got to focus on the people, like focus on the relationships. And we did that and the team did really well. And then I became very curious about how is it in a business to business environment that people decide to buy. So curious that I went back to do graduate research, JM, and I actually did a master's degree all around best practices of how to build, manage, and protect relationships of trust with external stakeholders. So I really do think it's the most important thing. I created a proprietary framework and started my company, Success Through Trust, and now that's what I do is I teach people a step-by-step process of how to build or manage a relationship of trust. And I got so excited about teaching this that I started doing it full time. And my clients actually really encouraged me to write a book. So I wrote a book called The Power of Trust, How Top Companies Build, Manage and Protect It. It's filled with case studies and, and, you know, tips. And uh, now what I love doing is teaching people who really didn't learn these skills, relationship building skills in college or university, how to do it. And like I said, I I created all this in academia and then have been commercializing it and testing it out over 
multiple years. Success Through Trust is now 10 years old. And uh, hundreds of companies around the world, not only Canada, but the US and in Europe, have used this system to grow their businesses. And it all comes down to focusing on the customer and focusing on building a relationship on trust. And when you do that, your customer experience levels increase, loyalty increases, retention rates increase, revenue, and then internally productivity and people are more engaged and they love to talk to customers, which, you know, becomes cyclical that companies grow. And I love how you started, you know, you want to help your listeners with happy, healthy, wealthy. Well, when you have trust, you have all those things. No, I totally agree. And uh, look, I, you can go to relationships and clearly trust is the most important thing. The, the interesting thing about trust is it's so easy to lose it. And yet with some folks, it takes a long time to gain it. So yes. now let, let's start with, let's start with how to really build trust. So you're putting the focus on the customers, on the relationships. What does that look like? Cause we're talking from a corporate setting and that's not really when people think of trust, right? The, the, no. the big bad corporations and how they're this evil, you know, enterprise, but the truth is they're just human beings. So how do you go about, if I'm a listener right now and I have a company large or small, Where do I start to really build trust? Well, it starts with knowing what you just shared. We're just human beings and people place trust in other people. So companies are made up of people. And it really starts with that focus, as you said, focusing on the other person. I, I like it to liken it to a triangle, building trust. And there are three sides to a triangle jam, right? How we communicate how we behave, and how we serve. And with a triangle, you have to have all three sides in order for it to stand up properly. In other words, you could be the best communicator in the world with the most honorable intentions to do everything right. However, if you don't serve the customer or the person in a trustworthy fashion, the whole thing breaks down. You can't communicate your way out of a crisis. It's a very important piece, but the three components of building a relationship of trust come down to how we communicate, how we behave, and how we serve. And out of that, I've created some principles of trust and, and knowing the fundamentals that it's about people and it comes down to how we communicate, how we behave and serve. What a company can do is really teach And it's employees, especially the customer-facing employees. That's where I would start. I mean, start with the people who are actually talking to customers, whether they're in finance, talking to them with a bill, or in customer support, or business development, or project management, and share with them that it's important to put yourself in the shoes of the customer. Mm. And... You know, it's it really principle number one, as an example in my model, is to listen carefully with empathy and compassion, question and involve people in conversations that affect them. 
that's really where I would start, Jam, is I, I would start knowing that, okay, we want everybody to focus on the customer. And then I would look at the frontline or the customer facing people, depending on what type of business you're in. Yeah, I want to give a quick example that recently just happened to me. So I am having my shoulder operated on and I needed yeah. to do some pre-op work. Yeah. I needed to have blood work and EKG, chest x-ray and urine analysis. And none of that matters. But the point was I had called into the same location. Mm-hmm. One gentleman gets on the phone and says, we can't do, we can only do two of those four things. I thought, okay, that stinks. It's the local place. I'd like to go to it. I walk in, and if she ever listens, Keisha totally took care of me, said, oh, no, we can do all four. Let me step you through. And she took an extra two minutes of care. Yes. I will go back to this location every single time. I have already referred two people over to it. And all it took was two minutes of care. And what I've taught my kids about this is take pride in whatever you're doing. I don't care if you're taking the trash out or you're booking somebody's shoulder appointment or serving the client. It's really interesting to me, Natalie, how, again, same location. And so I did ask for the manager's uh, information because I want to give the feedback. But is that the challenge as a company when it comes to human beings? You may have these policies or cultural values or this is how you behave. But then humans get involved. They're having a bad day. And yeah. so the guy I talked to, maybe he's just having a bad day. What yes. are your thoughts on that? And how do we kind of combat that as, as a company? That is so typical, your experience, that you've had an experience that it's wonderful. You're going to tell everybody you know about this clinic. And you're going to tell everybody you know about Keisha. And you really want to share that story with the manager, with the owner. For every single organization, whether they are providing, I would say, a professional service, right, health services or engineering services or cybersecurity services or the manufacturing windows or doors or books, the critical trust risk point is the people. It is how they communicate, how they behave. Do they go the extra mile or not? And how they serve. And so... What's what's fascinating about trust is that we actually, as business owners, we can actually move the needle by exposing and investing in our people to show them how to build this muscle, if you will, build this skill. And, you know, I'll give you an example. I've worked with this cybersecurity company, so this IT company for a few years. and. I worked with the senior leadership team because it starts at the top, right? They want to have a culture of trust. So they hired me to come and speak to the senior leadership team. And I did. I did a presentation. I shared how you can do this inside your company. And then as part of that engagement, I did what I would call, you know, a small audit, a little checking inside the company to see how everybody's doing. So it's kind of like a secret shopper. And they're clients are small business owners and IT people from municipalities that that buy their services to look after their networks. So I called in and I had a very similar experience to you. Some people were awesome on the phone. 
don't worry, Natalie, this is not too much of a breach of your network. And I'm thinking to myself, that's the initial response. And I'm, you know, pretending to be freaking out that I've been hacked or, you know, clicked on an email that I shouldn't have. I had two calls and both calls didn't really show the empathy or go the extra mile like your experience with Keisha was. And what that company did is they actually made an investment to train all of their people that were in customer facing roles, how to become trusted advisors. So fast forward, I have this program, we call it trusted advisor certification. It's six weeks. You come in, you don't have these soft skills or interpersonal skills. Maybe your manager's, you know, terrified for you to answer the phone because, you know, you think you're going to turn away business, which that's what was happening, right? And your second call that you shared, you weren't going to refer business. So businesses, if they don't pay attention, they are actually losing leads, They are losing businesses because we leave and we go to the competition, right? We don't complain. We just leave and go somewhere else to find out about where do we get a urine test or where do we get network security? And so they put people through this program. And what was phenomenal is like Keisha, not only do these people become trusted advisors, they also then sell other services, JM, because When I have a relationship of trust with you, not only do I refer you, but then I say, well, what else can you do, right? I have to have other tests down the road. Is that something you might be able to help me with? Or, you know, we have this other business that isn't on your platform. Can you put a firewall on that? Or, you know, can you do ABC service? So when you become a trusted advisor, you actually not only keep and retain your clients, but it actually helps you increase the volume of business. Yeah, no, I love it. You're generating more revenue, more income because you provide a service. And I'm curious, with the world of AI, the world of outsourcing that we're in today, again, yes. I try to always stay patient. I will tell you people, not people, excuse me, automated robotic answering machines. I'm not real patient with, I have to be honest. I'm hitting zero as many times as humanly possible. And my point to this, my what I want to hear, and I'm curious on your take, as AI becomes more prevalent, as yes. we see more of, uh, you know, whether it's outsourced to another country which again, you get the same idea. You have some people that really go the extra mile, some people that don't. But are you seeing, and this is what I felt, the need for uh, human capital, for people with those soft skills, quote unquote, with those really to listen carefully. I don't think a machine listens any differently between I listen to you one time or hear, they can't hear the same way human beings. So what are your thoughts? What are you seeing out there? Well, you know what? It's a great question. And I was actually having a conversation with a colleague in San Diego uh, a couple of days ago about this. With AI, there's more uncertainty and people, you know, are maybe a little less patient. So we want to have the human interaction. And I really believe that having that and having 
a seamless or an exceptional or extraordinary customer experience will become a differentiator. When I started my business 10 years ago, folks weren't really talking about trust. And it was a competitive differentiator that they had people on their team who were trusted advisors. And when they had the trust of their customers, they were they were in a whole different league. Well, the pendulum through the pandemic really swung and that those that had great relationships with their customers did well, Jam. Those that didn't really got to see where the cracks were, if you will. I think that the whole discussion around AI is very interesting. And I do think that we humans want to buy from support and interact with other humans. I think there's a huge place for AI. However, at the end of the day, we like the human interaction and we like to buy from people we trust. It makes great business sense. And depending on what you're selling, and especially in a business-to-business relationship, um, we want to talk to someone. And it's it's not just for the initial purchase, but it's the support after that's so important. You can buy a technology product, as an example, or you can buy, a, you know, uh, a mousetrap off the shelf. But in businesses that that need technical support or want people want professional advice, like when you're talking about um, your healthcare example, we want to work with and buy from trusted advisors. No, it's, I love that. You gave us one principle, uh, which was listen carefully. I love that. What's Thanks. maybe another principle of trust that you wish everybody, and I want everybody to go get the book because again, I'm sure Thanks. this not only serves your professional life, but I'm guessing, Natalie, this has served you well personally as well, building trust, really being cognizant of it. Not that you weren't before, but with that focus, I'm sure it's it's something that you're very aware of. But what's yeah. another principle of trust? If you were to say, gosh, I wish everybody had this in their back pocket at all times. Uh, what a great question. Um, I think it would be to... Uh, principle number five, which is act in the best interest of your stakeholders or your customers. So when we act in the best interests of others, whoever it is that we're serving, Jam, we show our integrity and our motivations. And um, when we have the focus on others, that really uh, can change the needle. And for most companies, that's really the hardest part is to really think about others and do the right thing and act in the best interest of others. Yeah, I I love the work. It's not talked about enough. And I'm so glad that you're continuing to push us after a couple decades of working in a totally different sector decides to go get her master's, I think you said, and then yes. continue this work. It's absolutely remarkable. Thank Natalie, you. if people wanted to see what you're doing, your work, they wanted to hire you. Where's the best place to connect with you online? Because I, it's so needed. It's it, This is universal. Everybody needs to talk more about this subject. So where can they find you? You can find me on LinkedIn, Natalie Doyle Oldfield. You can also find me on my website, um, which is 
successthroughtrust.com. And if you go to my website, there's an assessment there, Jam, for business owners that you can download. It's complimentary. And to really see where your business and your team is, if they're trustworthy and seen as trusted advisors or not. And so I would encourage, you know, anyone who's interested in learning more, those two places. And um, you can find my book on Amazon.com. Awesome. Well, congrats on the book. Great work. Thank you. And thank you for getting here. I know we had some challenges getting on, but I'm so glad we got you on because you did an incredible job and I appreciate you. Yeah, it was fun, JM. I really appreciate your questions. And uh, I always love talking about uh, stories about transformations of people when they become trusted advisors. So thanks for inviting me and it was great to meet you. Guys, after 20 some odd years of building sales teams, I will tell you, this is factual. If you want to sell more, if you want to build more, if you want to expand your business, start with this. She talked about the three areas, communication, behavior, serving, and she talked about at least two of principles and she went down to number five. So we have at least two, three, and four to check out and I'm sure even more. Go check out the book. It's such an important part of your business. And until next time, remember your mindset matters. I appreciate you all. Share this with somebody you care about, someone that you're thinking of that you want to build that trust with. Say, you know what? Let's build this together. Share it out with them. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. 